0: welcome on back in the sling sports podcast your host jake finnerty your co-host wally mckeon colin knise fellas a snowy day outside for the first day of november here in syracuse
1: yeah and i woke up clicking my heels i was checking the weather all of last night hoping to get some before i went to bed and i didn't get it but to wake up and look out the window and See the snow falling down. I love it. I'm all for it. I'm glad that we're getting it so early.
2: Yeah, I love the snow. I'm not the biggest fan of this kind of snow where it just melts as soon as it hits. I want mm. it to stick, but yeah. um hey, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's a start. I need to find my winter coat. I don't know where it's at.
0: <laughs> we, we gotta find it. We have a, a I don't I don't like to I don't like to throw around accusations but we may have an idea on where it is or who has it
2: to our landlord (laughs) you put this part in. to our landlord the dude that you hire to paint our house all the time i think stole my coat okay tell him to count his days i need my
1: coat back i don't think that he stole your coat well tell tell him okay
0: but there was one time where he came to paint our apartment and he stole my sheets and my towels and ate our food See, and, dra- and drank steal, the alcohol. A, is
1: the, is the, he drank the alcohol and
0: ate our food?
1: No, he didn't. Yes, he Are did. You sure this wasn't just Max.
0: Or I, something? S- I swear, because this was before anyone else had moved. I was the only one that had ever come up here.
2: That's a little odd. And then tell me, you told me about how he made it, how he brought it back
0: to you. So I texted our landlord, saying, "Hey, I was up here like a month ago, and all this stuff is missing." And then, like, not the food and stuff so much, and then me and my two friends from back home that came up are sitting in the dining room we had all the windows like doors open because we don't have ac so it was hot and we're on the second floor yeah and all of a sudden i hear someone from downstairs yell hey hey and i look down and it's it's the painter with this black bag in his hand and he comes and brings it upstairs and it's all my stuff
1: that's kind of (laughs) weird Yeah, no, my coat is missing. the guy big enough to wear your coat because you're a giant. Person. I think it's
0: a different dude that came this time though. It's not the same dude.
2: Never trust a painter again in my life. I hate being Go now. <laughs>
0: All right. Anyway, back to the snow talk. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of the snow, but you know, it's it's nice to see the change in the weather. Um, I kind of would rather it be nice and cool and 70 like last week, but no, here we are. Um, yeah. anyway. Happy November. Let's get into our highlights of the week. What do we got going on in our lives? while you can take us away.
1: I don't have, well, first and foremost, this upcoming weekend is Family Weekend here at Syracuse University. I don't have any family coming. However, there are a number of family members from other people that are coming up, and I'm excited to see them. Some parents of my roommates that I have met, some that I haven't met, some dear friends that are probably going to be mentioned shortly. Um, I'm really excited. enjoying this weekend all the good company and uh i'm getting a free dinner which is pretty cool too i'm looking forward to that awesome
2: like you said family weekend's coming up i have a lot of my family coming up but uh i honestly can't wait because there's a lot of them (laughs) and um yeah they'll be up friday for the game we're gonna have a big like tailgate pre-game party at our house they're bringing up food our friend slash roommate hunter his parents are coming up they're bringing up food I'm going to try and make a couple things, just have like a big festival, just a bunch of kids, a bunch of adults, just getting hammered, <laughs> eating food, getting ready to go to a football game. That's going to be one of the worst things you ever watched. Go orange, so, go yeah. orange. No. Also, just real quick, <laughs> another birthday shout out. I just want to say happy birthday to Jake. Um, don't know the actual age, probably turned like 75. I don't know, he's old. He doesn't even listen to this, but my mom will tell him. So, happy birthday, and uh, yeah.
0: I would say your, your your birthdays seem to be like all lined right up in a row yeah, it's right? just, around it's this. Just how it
2: happens in my family. I'm like my mom's side, there's everything in September of, in October. My dad's side, there's like five or six all around my birthday in April. So wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. very
0: interesting. like that, um, don't mean to echo off too much. Uh, family weekend, very excited to see everyone. However, I won't be a part of the festivities Friday as I'm going to visit a friend down in Cornell. Uh go to see his comedy show, Noah. Um, so, very excited for that. Haven't seen one yet. Looking forward to it. Anyway, let's get into some speedy slings. Talking college. Talking college hoops. Men's and women's basketball tipping off very soon.
1: Yeah, we've had exhibition games all around the country. I haven't watched that. Haven't been keeping up with it, but I'm glad we're almost there. Adds another sport to the arsenal. It's always good.
2: I've been watching those. Like, college basketball... I think it's by far like my favorite sport to watch like i feel like it's the most entertaining sport out of any of them and um i I watched them at the maui charity games Mm. we already saw number one team in the country kansas lose that doesn't really matter it's an exhibition game it's not going to go towards their record standings or anything like that they're still going to start number one in the country but they lost already so i got i have a feeling we're in for a great year michigan state tennessee was another top 15 matchup which was amazing Mm. and on the women's side I can't wait to watch Haley Van Lith and Kaelin Clark. They are, they're my two favorite players in all of basketball. Not college, not NBA, just all of basketball. So I'm excited for that. Very Angel excited. Reese.
0: Angel Reese. Haley Van <laughs> Uh The World Series still continuing and can potentially be locked up tonight by the Rangers.
1: Yeah, and kind of what we advertise minus Game 3, it's been an offensive shootout. In a lot of these games, the winning team in the game um, has been scoring over seven runs per game. And it's been great. And Texas is a really, really good team.
2: I haven't watched a single inning of it, though. I, I
0: agree. I, I haven't watched any at all. Um, has... I think it's had the worst ratings as well since the 2020 World Series, which is kind of crazy because the Dodgers have like an insanely yeah. large fan base. So I would have expected a lot of people to watch that, but... Like game, was there, yeah. And now
1: it's because Arizona's there.
0: Game three is like the least, te- was the least watched game since Game Six of the World Series in twenty twenty. Wow.
2: Games, I, I don't know. I just, I just looked it up because I saw something on Instagram and I wanted to like just double check. When I looked it up, it's a games two and three. I don't know if it's like over a two game span of the World Series or what. Were the two least watched games in the World Series like ever? Which I feel like that may that there's no way. I don't know how that's true. But, dating back to the yeah, like mid early 1900s when well, the games were well, broadcasted. That seems a bit. odd. Well, awkward, I I don't think it includes that. I think it includes like since they've been since on national like, television. National. So probably like since like post 1970 or something. I, I would
0: potentially yeah, I later. Either way, I don't care Who's, whoever's gonna win is gonna win. It's most likely like be to be Texas. Check
1: in. I watch an inning or two of each game and then I carry on. Our
0: upstairs neighbors watch it a ton. Couldn't be me though. I'm too much pain there in my eyes. <laughs> the NHL, going to the West first. Well, actually going on both sides, I should say. Uh, the Knights and the Bruins, still without a true loss, each have an overtime loss to start out the year.
1: Yeah, and they're doing things kind of differently as well. But The goaltending is strong for both, but especially Boston. They are absolutely filthy. They have allowed few, four fewer goals than any other team in the entire NHL. The Rangers are in second at 18 allowed. And if you're saving nearly ninety five percent of the shots that you are facing, you are going to win just about every single game. This is not a maintainable pace. And we said the same thing last year and they lost first round, historic team, blah blah blah. But if you're saving, if you're playing this good of goaltending, your defense is this good, you're gonna win all these games two to one. And that's what they need can do. They're not doing that. They have a good goal differential, but they are just phenomenal
2: yeah and then aside from like the goal because obviously the goal thing is amazing on both sides the golden knights like their scoring is just it may be like the most balanced scoring i've ever mm-hmm. seen in my life oh, yeah. it is their top goal scorer has three goals and there's six players on the team with three goals yeah and there's another like two or three with two like they're not like a one-man show like this is like team hockey i guess mm-hmm. if you want to put it that way
0: yeah um i was gonna take it to the golden knights as well i mean the even in their loss, well, their overtime loss to the Blackhawks, they still had three goals in that in that game. They have not had a game below three goals yet. Yeah, um, They're very consistent. Obviously, the goaltending has been there, but also the offensive side. I mean, like I talked about this last week, one of the most balanced teams in the NHL and proving why they were such you know, a threat in the playoff last year and ended up winning the Cup.
1: They spread the puck around so well. Not a single player is in the top 10 in scoring, yet they have three guys with over 10 points. And they just have so much depth, which is so unique in hockey, to have Mm -hmm. guys on your third or fourth line that can still be just as good as other teams' first or second lines. It works so well for them, worked well last year, and they haven't lost yet in regulation, so they're keeping it up.
0: And this is, I mean, we've seen it. This is very unique to hockey as well, I feel, because we've seen two expansion teams come in since the Knights have, or, well, two, including, including them. them. Yeah. With them, it being them and the Kraken. And, and both teams have already been right in the mix, right yeah. up top. in Like, r- right as they've joined. And we've seen in the past when teams do this, it, they could struggle for a bit. Mm. And the Knights are already, like, proving to be one of the best teams in hockey right now. And this is, what, their f- third or fourth or fifth 2018,
1: year? 2018, I think. 17 or 18 was their first yeah. year. Yeah. Whenever so. Washington won the Stanley Cup
0: crazy Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> Sticking in the Pacific Division though, run by the Knights, the Kings, and who would have guessed the Canucks? I don't
1: want to talk about the Canucks. Um, the Kings were a little bit more believable they were yeah. they were strong last year, but Vancouver, their plus 15 goal differential is tied for the second best in the entire NHL and specifically Elias Peterson and JT Miller both top 10 in the league in scoring. and not to mention you still have Quinn Hughes who's one of the best defensemen in the NHL. They are playing out of their minds, um, and the Rangers beat them, to pat myself on the back, because I know we had a quick little conversation last week of the Rangers not playing anyone, so I'm going to pat myself there.
2: Uh, And on the opposite side of that is, like, they're scoring, they're outscoring opponents, like, you know, by a decent amount. Yeah. But Demko's still been a great goalie. He's, like, one of the top goalies in the league. Mm -hmm. Like, save percentage, I'm pretty sure, was, like, top 10%, um, and, you know, has a shutout on the year. So they're... Looking good. I mean, it's early, but nothing you were able to expect, really. Yeah. No, I
0: always go back to, I believe it was right when we started talking about the NHL on the podcast, is you had said how you met these girls or met people from Vancouver Mm -hmm. and asked them about the Canucks, and they had no clue who the Canucks were.
1: Yeah, they didn't even, I forgot that happened. People from British Columbia didn't know they existed. And
0: (laughs) now they're, you know actually in the mix for the for the playoff for the cut i mean it's early but um they're looking strong to start out the year and even just two years ago they almost made the playoff they just missed the cut so Mm -hmm. it could be interesting to see down the stretch what they could do and out west out in the central it was like a five team mix by the end of the year it could be the same in the pacific if it keeps up
1: i want to also throw in one more thing about the pacific who the canucks play in their next game And that's the San Jose Sharks, the lone winless team in the NHL. They're 0-8-1. That's all I have to say. I'm looking forward to San Jose getting on the board. But simultaneously, I like when a team is really bad. It makes me happy that there's one really bad team just because it's comical how bad they are. And San Jose, that's you this year with your minus 26 goal differential. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Going to be giving up a lot of goals this year. Oh, the Rangers catching some fire, jumping into the top of the Metro by a five-game win streak.
1: Yeah, and it was the first time ever in franchise history winning all five on a five-game road trip, which kind of shocks me, being an original six franchise, that that never happened. They're 7-2-0, beat that Vancouver team that we just spoke about. Jonathan Quick is the greatest goaltender of all time. Shut out Edmonton. Edmonton's been bad this year, but even so... Uh, Artemi Panarin is tied for third in the NHL in scoring. I am clicking my heels. They play Carolina tomorrow night. I'm a very happy camper right now. They're awesome. Sorry for taking away the job. No, quick, you well,
2: like, <clears throat> when we talk about, like, you guys' teams, I just kind of just, like, sit back and let you guys talk about it, because you know more about me, you're able to speak more about me, and, like, you have more heart and passion about it, so I'm, like, I'm not going to jump in and, like, say some stupid stuff unless, like, I actually, like, have something, like, meaningful to say, so I was just going to... Do a little ball busting and be like, you know, Shisterkin should just be gone. Be quick. <laughs> Giving up <laughs> one starts. goal in three games, has a shutout, <laughs> top save percentage, top goals allowed
0: per game. I mean, it's looking like the real deal. Yeah, I know, but <laughs>
2: it's
1: good to have depth.
0: Well, they haven't really I mean, they haven't played much at home. Like you said, they were on a five game road road trip and ended yeah. up coming out of that. They're six and one um on their on their away games and one and one at home. Mm-hmm. Um looking good, plus ten goal differential, seven two in the last ten. Or well, last nine they've only played nine, so.
1: Yeah, I also just wanted to quickly say regarding um, Jonathan Quick being the Rangers' backup goalie. I don't know how this has happened because they've had so many. They haven't had so many coaches, but over the last ten years, it's been a revolving door a bit. And you look at the NHL, uh, three of the top five, like in terms of wins, Georgiev with Colorado, former Ranger, and Cam Talbot with the Kings, former Ranger as well. I don't know how that works out, but the Rangers have just done a great job of having backup goalies over the years, and you went from Hendrick Lundqvist to Igor, so it's a good time. It's a good time. Goal they you, can never actually win yeah. something. It is goalie you a little bit.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of goaltending, the Lightning had two shutouts, and then lost in overtime.
2: Now, I've said this before, and I've said this to you guys, that like, I I used to be huge into hockey when I was a kid, and I got out of it like for like... Mid to late 2010s, and I just started getting back into it about two years ago. So, like, I'm fairly new to this sport. When did when did overtime turn into three on three? Uh, I'm so confused. It was like three years ago, I was to say it wasn't. It was yeah, recent. it was.
0: It was very recent.
2: I was watching. I was watching that Lightning game in overtime, and they're like, I'm just looking at them, like, like you know, like what's going on? Like, there's only three people. I was like, no, no, you know, power play, nothing. It's three. I'm like, what is going on? I had no clue that overtime was three on three. If I'm being completely honest. Yeah,
0: it's three on three, and then I believe. Well, the Kraken ended up winning on a power play, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Which which I think is kind of funny because the power play is they it's bring in a fourth you, yeah. person and yeah. gain a person.
1: Yeah. And I also think, not. I'm not making fun of you or knocking your hockey knowledge, but you probably watched a lot of the postseason. Yes. And that's five-on-five. Five yeah. yeah. Well, that's exactly season. why I was
2: so confused three on three. when I saw three-on-three because three yeah. like... The
0: regular season is com- is completely different, like, rule-wise. Than I than love the three-on-three, three, by the way. Like I like oh, the yeah. like three-on-three, three too. And it, it was fun to watch.
2: But... So just aside from that, so now I know, because <laughs> my, my plan this year was to, like, get into hockey more. Like, I've watched a decent amount of Lightning games. As you could tell, I haven't really watched their overtime games. Like, I know the <laughs> Buffalo one, where they came back, and turned it off once they were down 2-0 in the first. <laughs> but, uh, no, said this last week, Lightning loved just losing in overtime, and they're the only team in the league this year with three overtime losses. Impressive. And <laughs> Johansson has two shutouts, which leads the league this year. He hasn't been that bad. Like if you, he's four one and three. Like he has three losses in overtime, and now like, not like still. If you get the overtime, you want to win. But like, it makes a little bit more sense on why that you know they're losing. Like three on three is like you are going to get a lot of shots on goal. So if they could just learn to close out games, you are talking. You know, you win two of those, you are one of the top teams. So, you know. Well,
0: that's what happened with them last year. Is that they ended up having a lot of overtime losses, couldn't finish out games. Even when Vasilevsky was there, I mean, like, they just don't know how to close it in the third period or keep it contained. I mean, we saw it with with uh, the Predators almost coming back at the, in the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. They were up and, and let them right back in it. Luckily, they came out of that game without having to go into overtime. But it was just, I mean, that's how it's been within the past year. Um, maybe things will change once they get their goaltender back, obviously, their top guy, but we'll have to wait and see. The NBA, uh, obviously, first week of the season kind of wrapping up here, and we've got some injuries. Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, early injuries. Don't know when they're coming back. And your boy, LeBron. the Le King, Bit of an ankle injury there.
1: <laughs> um, I'll say regarding Phoenix real quick, doesn't really matter. They're still going to finish as a top 14. Mm-hmm. They have plenty of talent. They've got the pieces. I'll just say with Bradley Beale specifically, you're trying to get into a groove with your new teammates. It's unfortunate for him, but they're going to be perfectly fine. LeKing, he'll be all right. He's always all right. He's
0: already on a minutes restriction. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, he's also 3,000 <laughs> years old, so it's good that he's on a minutes restriction.
2: Yeah, uh, I said the exact – like, for, it doesn't matter. Durant's yeah, yeah. still there, and if Durant's on the team, he's going to hold it down. He's going to, you know, win you games, like, by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the LeBron- that's
0: the guy you don't want going out. Yeah. is Durant.
2: the LeBron one, I have a little bit of a different take. The Lakers are in that state where they're just going to be a playing team. Like, they're going to be in yeah. that 7-10 to 10 range. And when you're in that range, I feel like that's when the injuries matter because, like, you can't afford to lose – three, four games due to injuries, like, added on to the games you would already lose. Because now you're talking, like, you're a 7-8 seed. You lose those extra four games because LeBron gets hurt, AD gets hurt, whatever happens. Now you're looking at a 9-10 seed. Now you're one game away, and, like, once you get into the play tournament, yeah, you're yeah. one and done. So, like, for a, team, for a team like the Lakers, LeBron going down hurts a lot more because of, like, how much they can't afford to lose games.
0: Well, we could kind of go into the Lakers as a whole. I mean, they've been struggling offensively. To get in a groove, to keep that groove. Is this gonna be a common theme that we see throughout the entire year if they don't Easily. make any moves or Easily. whatever yeah. they end up doing? One
1: thousand percent. They're gonna be trying to win these games
2: 102 to 98. That's going to be the strategy there. I would like you guys you guys, I mean, I don't know, like how much research you've done on this. Who's the Lakers' fourth highest score on the team? I can tell you right now, it goes LeBron, it goes A D, it goes D Who's fourth on the roster?
0: Is it Lonnie Walker?
2: It's not Lonnie Walker. Couldn't tell you. Is, D- is Dudley there still? I don't think so, no. but it's Tari and Prince. Oh. Tarian yeah, Prince I is I a name that, that I
0: haven't heard in probably, like, two years. All The only thing I can he's think been of, on he He's been on—he he just went there. He just left the Timberwolves to go to the Lakers. Well, yeah, but again, Tarian
2: Prince, the only thing I can think about is him talking about rebounding and March <laughs> Madness, and that was the fourth-highest scorer on the <laughs> team. A team where you have Austin Reeves, who's supposed to be, like— That they just game. signed Yeah, he's scoring right, 10 a yeah. game, but, like— realistically you want him scoring like 15 a game. This team is going to be piss poor on the offensive side of the ball and it's going to continue. Especially with LeBron's on a minute
0: restriction, you need AD to put up 30 plus a game and he's the most he's an inconsistent guy. He's not going to constantly get you that those 30 points. I, and it's also going to depend on him staying healthy as well.
2: Exactly. I don't really like what Los Angeles is doing right now and I don't I don't know. I'm not a big fan of it. I don't know how well it's going to work out.
1: I'm calling on you, Rui Hachimura, to step up. Yeah. you supposed
2: man. to be like, there's six men I mean, here. anyone, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they
0: need someone to step up. Well, you said you don't like what L.A.'s doing. What L.A. other L.A., huh? L.A., on the opposite side, the other locker room, got a new face. And Harden finally getting traded to the Clippers.
2: People are hating on this trade. And, okay, before I say anything, the Sixers did not win this trade. I'm not saying that. But it's not as bad as people make it out to seem. Yes, you lost James Harden, who's like a top 10, 15 player in the NBA for, again, on paper, four guys that aren't even like going to like sniff the starting lineup unless there's injuries involved. But again, that's not the point of this trade. The point of this trade is, one, you get rid of Harden and P.J. Tucker, who are people that... Harden... like. Harden
0: was, Harden was never going to touch the floor, and P.J. Tucker, when he touches the floor, doesn't do anything.
2: Yes, and they're both on big big contracts. So, one... You just cleared up $65 million in cap space. You can go sign a max contract, trade, like, whatever they want to do with the roster, they could do whatever they want. Two, you got two first-rounders and a second-rounder. And a league where, within the last two years, we've seen the craziest amount of picks I've ever seen traded in my life, where, like, you have people going for four first-rounders. There was the one trade, someone sent six second-rounders, I remember. like <laughs> tr- picks, picks are useless anymore unless they're, like, a top-ten pick, and they just get, like, you know... Swapped around like it's nobody's business. Yeah. So be able to get picks, open up calf space. I think this is bit like I think this is a good trade for the Sixers. Again, they didn't win. They lost James Harden for nobody's. They didn't win
0: the trade per se. It's not
2: a. It's at, not a at, bad at trade at this, though. At
0: this time, but in the future, this trade is going to turn into a lot more than what we see on the surface level right now.
2: And already, Tyrese Maxey has looked amazing in his new role as like the starting point guard, like the leader of the team, like leader of the offense.
0: I don't want to talk so much about the Sixers as I do want to talk about Harden in general. Harden, like, okay, LeBron can manipulate a team and do whatever he wants to his own team and make his make it his space. <laughs> Harden can manipulate a team to get wherever he wants, and we've seen it in the past like three, four years. He, he might be one <laughs> of the might, He might be one of the greatest manipulators in all of the NBA. For himself. Yes. He only does it like for himself. A, se- a selfish manipulator. His yeah.
2: fourth trade request. This is his
0: third team since, like, 2021.
2: Yeah, because I I don't know if he requested a trade from OKC to go to Houston, but I know he requested a trade from Houston, he requested a trade from Brooklyn, and he requested a trade from the Sixers. And those last three came all within probably about four years of each other. So,
0: yeah.
1: I want to talk about the Clippers real quick, though, and the four main guys that are in that starting lineup of Kawhi, Paul George, Harden, Westbrook. I don't really care about it, and that's the NBA that we've seen now of all of these talented players, and yet it seems like they amount to absolutely nothing. So I'm excited for them to get 47 wins and then lose in the second round. But when three of them are hurt, and the entire thing with Harden as well. We value him as a top 10 to 15 player in the league, but he doesn't win. He doesn't do anything.
0: He's when not get the, to the postseason. Talent so wise, he's get, still up there, but he doesn't, he doesn't have he doesn't, doesn't have the track record of still doing it because yeah, his his offense, his offensive points production has gone way down. He's a very good playmaker still, obviously, but you're going to be passing to Russell Westbrook, who doesn't shoot, Kawhi, who will be on the floor 50% of the time.
2: He shoots, he just doesn't Okay, <laughs> sure.
0: And Paul George, who is good, but again, him and Kawhi won't be on the floor. I mean, no. if you put Harden on this team, you're going to want to expect him to put up points and – I was telling you this yesterday. He'll either give you seven points in, like, 15 assists or he'll give you 30 points in, like, five assists. But it's That's a fluctuation it. on yeah. what you're going to get, and you never know on any given night. You can't consistently know what he's going to give you.
2: And with bringing him in, too, and I don't want to, like, just stay on this point for the next 20 minutes, but with bringing him in, too, is, one, if, if you bring him in for the playmaking, you already had Russell Westbrook, who's one of the best playmakers mm-hmm. in the league, you bring them in for the scoring. You're, you still have Bones Highland and Terrence Mann on the bench, who are two of like the better young scoring guards in the
0: league. Who Terrence Mann? I did not think was happy about the trade when Martin no. walked into that locker room.
2: So it's like, I think the only
0: point of it is just to big, bring another big name into L.A. Like there's no like. It might be a fan base thing. It could be a fan base thing because the Clippers obviously are the losing team on that in that fight in L.A. But it's not a thing for marketing. Obviously the Clippers have been trying to do things for years since Lob City broke up (laughs) and I mean they still obviously didn't get past a conference finals since then it's I really don't know what to think I thought the Clippers were going to be very good last year and that didn't end up happening because again Kawhi and Paul George just couldn't play the games that they should have been playing I don't know how much how much better this makes them because of the fact that the dynamic is going to be completely different now.
1: Yeah, I'm all good. I'm good. All right, the moving on.
0: <laughs> we're gonna take it to the east, and actually, we're gonna have a little debate here to end off the NBA. And obviously, we're only a week into the season. This is not do or die. Whatever you whatever you do, you don't have to stick by for the rest of the year. But at this point in time, what duo would you take as top in the East? Brown and Tatum, or Damon Giannis? This,
2: I know why we're having this conversation. <laughs> it's because we've had this conversation with our friend and roommate. I could at least name drop him, right?
0: Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying we... But this is also a topic that's been going well, around in, in... In general. Yeah, yeah in national in media. But yeah.
2: we've, we've recently, within the last couple of days, had this argument with our roommate Casey. Um, Tatum's amazing. Tatum's a top five player in the NBA. But Giannis and Dame are the best duo in the NBA. Easily. You have the best player in the NBA right now, the best player on the face of the earth, teaming up with a point guard that, when he plays, is a top two point guard in the NBA between him and Steph. It's Tatum's amazing, Jalen Brown is really good, but there's no question here. For me, it is Giannis and give him any top ten guard. Yes. And even,
1: you could give him Darius Garland, and I'd take Darius Garland and Giannis just because of Giannis. I don't care who it's with. And that's not a knock on Tatum and Brown. They are both excellent players, especially Tatum. But Giannis is in a world of his own. Mm -hmm. Give him any guard. I don't care. That's who I'm taking.
0: Yeah, Tatum Tatum can very much be in the MVP conversation this year. I mean, he he was very much in it last year up until the end when obviously it ended up being a two-horse race. But Giannis, I said this at the beginning of the year, is, I believe, the best player right now on the face of the planet and it doesn't matter who you give him, like you guys said. And adding Dame to that arsenal, the way that they've already been playing together, it's just it's just unfair at that point.
2: And I think like the one argument people are gonna bring up because like this is like the same argument kind of that got brought up when Katie and Steph teamed up was like they're gonna take away from each other. Like all they, all the two want to do is score. Da 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 da. Something I didn't like. I wasn't the most familiar with and when I was like looking up statistics and just like trying to gather stuff. Dame Lillard, over his career, averages seven assists a game. Mm-hmm. That's over his career. That's like a 12-season career, somewhere along those lines. Like, He's a playmaker. He spreads he's, the ball around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just scoring. So and it's, it's not like they're going to be fighting for the ball. Like,
0: And it's crazy it's, he's averaging seven assists for his career considering he's never had an all-star teammate. No. And he's or an all-NBA. It was an all, all-NBA teammate, right? Collins
1: wasn't bad. Aldridge wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. NBA. yeah, yeah, yeah. But even so. Jeremy Grant last year, Syracuse guy. <laughs> he was
0: pretty good. Hey, they're trying to hold Portland together right now because, you know, Scoot 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 can't do it. Scoot can't do it. We'll talk about that next week. We're going to take a little break. We're going to head into the halftime hustle. We're going to start with everyone's favorite segment, Drip of the Week. I'll go first.
1: My Drip of the Week, a somber Drip of the Week for Big Kirk Kirk Cousins on the surgery bed in the hospital rocking the Vikings purple cast today. I love Big Kirkko. I've made that very clear. He's always drippy. I didn't know he was this loved universally, though. I saw so many Kirk Cousins TikToks and tweets and love for this guy, which is amazing to me. And another thing for Kirkko tears his Achilles the very next day giving out candy to the children. Yeah. He is so awesome. He's such a great guy. And I'm sad. I'm sad that he's out for the rest of the year. Doesn't get this chance, and Minnesota tur- started to turn it around this season. I just feel bad for him,
2: but yeah. we're at the Purple Cast. I've, I've made this clear that Kirk Cousins is my favorite player, like in the NFL. Yeah. And I saw a TikTok, and it was the um, what's what's the what's the Wiz Khalifa Charlie Puth song from Fast and See Year? you like, again. Yeah. And it was it was just a <sighs> montage no, of moments with the See You Again song. Yeah. yeah. And it was like I was like. Right there, like on the verge of like mm-hmm. a tear possibly yeah. dropping down my face, and like all the con- like you said, all the comments were just like, "We love you, man," "We love Kirk."
0: Now I'm not the biggest Kirk Cousins guy either. I mean, I've made that very apparent as well. But like, I do like, I'll say I, I appreciate the guy off the field. Um, he's a very he's a very good guy. Um, it was very heartbreaking to see, um, you know, the way that he was in the locker room as well. But. I mean, I, I'm I'm hoping for him. I hope he does get a contract in the offseason, and whether it's with Minnesota or somewhere else, yeah. um, hopefully he stays in the league because he was having a great season. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so I'll stick with the uh, with the purple theme here. Um, the NBA in season tournament is coming up, or the some of the group games are coming up because that's everyone's you know favorite new addition to the NBA. Not really, but they gave every single team a brand new court. And I'm going to highlight one team specifically, and that's the Phoenix Suns. Bringing the heat with a purple court with the nice light blue stripe down the middle. It says El Valley in the middle with the with the trophy, and you know every court's going to have that trophy theme. Um, I just think this is this is clean.
2: It, it really is, and the, the first thing that I think about, and it was the first thing I thought about when I saw all these courts, is for anybody that's played two K and played my team, yeah. customer, it's the exact
1: same.
0: Yeah.
2: Regarding the in-season
1: tournament real quick. So I'm going to D.C. at the end of this month, right before Thanksgiving, and I'm going to the Giants-Commanders game, and I was talking to my sister last night, and Washington, the Wizards, are playing the Knicks on that Friday night, and I was looking at tickets this morning so we can go to that game, and I didn't even realize that is part of the in-season tournament. So just from a in-season tournament advertising understanding I still don't get this tournament, I've read probably 10 articles, we don't need to have this conversation, but I don't get it, I don't get it one bit.
0: There's one thing that I wanted to talk about, because I, I was actually going to ask this and see if you knew, because we were talking about it and I don't know, like we have no clue. So the teams that advance and play like until the end, because obviously nobody's going to know like what's going to happen with the tournament setup. who's going to end up where, do they end up playing more games in season? Like, then the 82?
1: Yeah, I think. Because the schedule, I was looking at Washington's schedule, and they play on December 1st, and they don't play again until the 9th or 10th. Oh, it's they, like it's like a break. Yeah, they yeah, have they a built-in break they, for the knockout. Yeah,
2: stage. all the teams, like, it's round robin, and then, like, the top team in every, like, group First play school goes to Vegas, and this is in Vegas. Oh, is it in the Sphere? Yeah, uh, I don't think it's in the Sphere. It's just, I know it's in Vegas. That so. was awesome. Maybe the
1: knockout stage... People play 86 games. That's what, that's I what, don't know. That's what
2: we were talking about. Like, like, are they going to play more than 82 games in the season? I don't get it. And like, how's are they, like, these games just not count? Like, they're still going to play it. Well, I don't think they're going to. They're definitely gonna, not going to count. And Then you're going to risk injury. And well, that's, that's what, what I, we were saying. I, it's going to it's, it's it's be a very that's, big
0: because it's if it's if it's year. if it's bad teams that end up in this tournament, like then injuries. No offense, nobody wants to prey on injuries. Injuries are most likely not going to matter for this team. Except for like the future of the actual franchise. Yeah. However, yeah. if it's like a big team like the Celtics and a guy like Tatum were to go down, well, that's a big loss. Like if he were to have to I'm battle sure, an injury. I'm sure
1: the NBA planned all of that out, and we one don't care
0: enough to. Yeah, really I'm not going to research it right now. But I said,
2: it takes it takes one big name Achilles tear 20 yeah. ACL, and this tournament never happens. again. <laughs> never. That's very true, actually. Sticking with the NBA. Uh, the biggest news coming out of the league, I think, in the last twenty-five, maybe even fifty years, half a century, the NBA just got a new partner. Kim Kardashian Skims is now the underwear partner of the NBA. Just want a quick question: What does that even mean? Like, do all the players have to wear her under, like her Skims underwear from now on? They better be <laughs> checking
0: them every single game. Well, it's,
2: that, it's the same way that.
0: No, it's just like a partner. It's like Yeah,
1: it's the same way that
0: Mercedes-Benz is. The, I would say like Bud Light is for the NFL. Like yeah. think they pro- they're probably going to do NBA branded uh, like, underwear. Their
2: official NBA underwear partner. is just the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my it's, life. I
0: just want to know, are we get are we getting uh pictures of Kyle Lowry modeling these <laughs> uh, these <laughs> underwear? <laughs> or, <laughs> Good drip, I like that. That's a good Dang. pick. <laughs> Alright, do you want to start us with the players? Well I would like to start us
2: with the players of the week. There's um there's something that's going a little under the radar, and I thought we were gonna talk about it at the beginning of the podcast. There there's two there's two fellas that put on for their country, put on for their house, put on for their dignity. And that would happen to be Finn and I, who are walking into this. With the gold medals around our neck, figuratively we didn't get any gold medals. Yeah. As the Beer Olympic champions of the fall twenty twenty three semester at Syracuse University.
0: That is very true. I actually I was debating putting us as uh, as players of the week as well. But I I figured that you were going to. So that actually kinda slipped my mind when it came to because I I needed to. I wasn't there for
1: it. How many teams participated? Eleven or twelve. Yeah. How'd you get that many? Really? Yeah. You got yes. that many people? Yeah. yeah. Okay, respect that. Yeah. Because every picture I saw, there was like 10 people there.
2: Oh, well, yeah. Like, all the photos a the lot. Camp, which was just like... I would
0: say, was a sure. lot of people, like, ended up, like, coming and leaving. Like, it was kind of like a rotating door. It was like, the team's, cool. got, as the teams got eliminated. They just left. They kind of got wow. kicked out. No, nah, they left. But
2: in I total, to yeah, respect. we had 11 or 12 teams. That's it great. actually, like, yeah. it was a yeah. decent turnout, and especially because it rained in the morning, like, that also left a couple people that didn't show yeah. up. Because I had a couple friends I texted, and I was like... Yeah, I don't think this is happening anymore with the rain. And then it just cleared up sunny. Like the ground just dried. Like it was actually. It was a perfect day. Yeah, I can't it lie. It turned and out really A good. lot of
0: people were asking to do it again in the spring. Yeah, I think a lot of people have asked. So, yeah. Garfield was there. Garfield was there. Garfield, yeah. was there. Yeah. Garfield was there. Loves lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to take an extra or do I want me to go next? All right. I'm going to talk about him. We talked about him. Well, be hot. we highlighted him for a hot second last week. This man's on his revenge tour. I don't know if I should be happy because my football team is going to have to end up playing him during this revenge tour. That's Will Levis going absolutely ballistic this week in his first start ever in the NFL. 238 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, a 130 QB, or no, just rating, passer rating. I mean, this man, if you're playing him, let me just say, Pittsburgh, you better be afraid this week. Will Levis is coming. He's just coming fast, Mayo boy. He's ready.
2: It's just made. I, I. I can't lie. Like this has made. I'm still. Ex, I'm still like like extremely excited to go to Jacksonville in a couple of weeks. But this has it's made, made it so much better. It's made it so much better. I'm so ready. Happened. We'll talk about Will Levis
1: later on (laughs) before I start yelling at both of you. My player of the week, Preston Stone, sophomore quarterback at SMU, 15 of 20 for 371 yards and three tutties, and a 69 to 10 thumping over Tulsa, 18.6 yards per attempt, a rating of 280.3, and a QBR of 99.5 out of 100. I will see you in the ACC. I was about to say future Next ACC year. quarterback. Looking forward to it. Great game, Preston, and uh, great game, SMU.
0: <laughs> well, heading to NCAA. Starting off, we've got our first college football playoff rankings. What
2: do you guys think? Uh, I mean, we've talked about this already, like texting you know, in our group chat. I don't get how... FSU's over Washington. Washing- That's like the biggest takeaway.
0: Washington not being not being in this uh, top four is absolutely blasphemous to me, considering they have Oregon at six. Mm-hmm. So if Maybe Oregon not. is the six, Washington beat that team. How is Florida State's wins being valued more than Washington's win over the team that they have ranked at number six currently? I just don't understand that. Um, I think we can kind of predict here now, before absolutely anything happens, that we'll be clear of not seeing Air Force in a New Year's Six bowl. They came in at twenty-five, so the, regardless, <laughs> I, I think regardless if they went out, they're gonna need, they they're, they gonna need to they're gonna need, to they're gonna need up up a there. lot of help to get up there. Um, I mean, they did absolutely clobber Colorado State this week, but they're I, not gonna get up. there.
1: I agree with you, both of you, regarding Washington and Florida State. I think Washington deserves to be at four. But I do also understand the committee's logic, and that is Washington has struggled the last two weeks, and they've been shaky, and they were very close in that Oregon game. Oregon Mm -hmm. easily could have won. Florida State, the best one on their resume is that LSU thumping. They've beaten a Duke team that's not even ranked anymore. But they've also had scares as well. They had a scare against BC, BC. which is why I kind of question if you're going to negate the Washington, if you're going to put that on their resume as a bad thing. Why aren't you doing that with Florida State? But the rest of it, I like the top 10, and I'm glad Ohio State is one because they deserve to be one. They might not be the best team, but they deserve to be one.
0: And I said that last week. I said I think Ohio State should be ranked at one, whether it be in the AP. I kind of forgot that the college football playoff was coming out this week. Me too. But it was a pleasant <laughs> surprise seeing Ohio State at one. I, yeah. Again, they do have the best resume out of those top four teams, top five or six teams even. Um the, you know, it it'll it could change um, within the coming weeks, depending on who wins, who loses. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State have some tough games, per se, coming up, and obviously we'll have Georgia to play each other too. at the end of the, and Georgia the, end of the year. Georgia
1: finally has to play top 25 yep. teams to close off the season.
0: So those three could end up uh, shaking it up, and we'll see. I mean, will Oregon end up there? Washington, they have to make it out of that tough Pac-12. Oregon they have some tough open. games coming up, so doors definitely open. And, I mean, is the door open for Texas, even? Sure. Now that Oklahoma lost, why not? <laughs> you can
1: keep the door open for Oklahoma. Even you can keep the door
0: for Bama. There uh, are plenty of teams there. We're about to
2: get into this, and so I don't want. Well, let, let's get into the next thing for, first before I talk about this. Okay, this, this is brings us up. So. Uh, well,
0: well, Kansas pulling off the stunner over Oklahoma this weekend,
2: and obviously you still have you still have five undefeated teams, but because of this Oklahoma loss, I feel like Oklahoma had like the most sure chance out of the Florida State, Washington, Oklahoma, those three teams to go undefeated, and they just lost. Now, Washington plays USC this week, which is already a tough game. They still have more tough games ahead of them because they're in the Pac-12. Florida State's Florida State. Like, they could, they could go lose to anybody they want. The door, because of this Kansas loss, any any of these one-loss teams that go from six all the way back to 11, minus Old Miss in Missouri, have a shot at making the college football playoff now, because all it takes is Florida State to lose and you know lose or losing the ACC ship, and Washington's got some tough games they could easily lose. So like Oregon they got the door open for them still, Bama still has the door open for them still. Realistically, Penn State still has the door open for them, which I I don't believe in beat it. Michigan. But that yeah, that's the thing they have to beat Michigan, yeah. and then but still.
1: You need Ohio State to
2: lose a game to get into the Big Ten championship. You need to, yeah. you, you need thing. to beat, you, you, be, need, you each, need to beat Michigan, Michigan and then Michigan. Michigan
0: needs to beat Ohio State.
2: Yeah. yeah. Again, I don't think it's realistic. I'm off Penn State, but it's still Good. there. Good. It's still there, and unfortunately for me, the team that I think this opens the door for the most, and I absolutely hate it, is Bama. Yeah. I think you're right. I think like you are correct. Even out of like <laughs> Florida State, like if they were to be a one-loss team when on the ACC ship. I still think that this is that Bam is going to find a way to sneak in at that four spot, and I'm going to hate it. I really will hate it. I'm going really to love it.
0: I'm, I'm going to hate it as well if that happens. I think, obviously, one of the Pac 12 teams that are ranked five or six between Washington and Oregon I'm will will it. get in, yeah. regardless, because one of those teams I think is winning the Pac 12, hands down. Um, but I think the, the biggest question is going to be what happens with Ohio State and Michigan going towards the end of the year. Ohio State already went through Penn State. Michigan has to go through both Penn State and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's kind of more what's Michigan's fate going to be going forward. Um, Florida State, like you said, could lose at any time. I mean, Alabama, of course, getting in, but Texas beat Alabama. Would they have Bama jump Texas even if that happens?
2: Well, like, that's the thing is, like, there's they, because that Oklahoma, like, I thought Oklahoma was the surefire team after they beat Texas to go on a feed, And now that they lost, like, there's so many things that can go on because, like, you still have Big 12 championship, you still have ACC championship, you still have Pac 12 games to play Pac 12 championship. There's so much chaos that could happen, and if Bama just steals their way, finishes undefeated, I don't like. Then they go play Georgia.
1: They have to beat Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Which is the biggest biggest which is possible. That's the question yeah. mark asterisk mm-hmm. to go there. And because Georgia's
0: f- offense is finally putting it together. Like, yeah. Beckley like, actually was good.
1: If that happens. You're not knocking Georgia out. They're still well, getting a spot yeah. in the playoff with one loss. And then
2: it's going to be another it's Bama Georgia, probably Michigan, and then like slash Ohio it, State.
1: Don't say mm. probably Michigan slash Ohio State. In my
2: opinion, probably Michigan. It could be It could be the a Bama one team in the country. It could be Bama Georgia, Michigan Ohio State, and it's just you know Big well, Ten versus yeah. SEC. We saw that almost. That, we
0: saw that almost happen the one year. We did see that almost happen. I mean, I think this is the most fun speculation though that we've seen there's in the so playoff in a year, like so in many in the years that and it's I think, been together. I think the yeah. biggest
2: thing that this brings on is I can't wait for the expansion, which I think they just delayed it again because of like there's some stuff going on. I thought. Right? I think I think they pushed it back a year. Yeah, but this Not makes be- me. Pandemonium. Exactly. <laughs> Total free for all. And the last Air thing, Force getting in. Well that's the thing. Air Force sitting at twenty five, <laughs> Tulane sitting at twenty four. <laughs> We're gonna see some Cinderella runs all the way to the Natty. <laughs>
0: Air Force. Uh UCLA <clears throat> taking down Coach Prime and the buffs and apparently they got robbed after the game as well.
1: <clears throat> yeah. They had jewelry stolen. Yeah. Uh I don't care about Colorado at all know. anymore. Been done, but. I'm sorry that yeah. they got robbed. Getting robbed stinks. And, uh, um, yeah, good for UCLA, though. pac is good. They're deep. It's a deep conference. Unlike the Big 12, which I know we've moved on from them, but I do want to say they're the only Power 5 conference to not have an undefeated team mm-hmm. at this moment in time. So they stink.
0: They're bad. And they they're bad. Un- and they've and underwhelmed. Like you said, I mean – Colorado's not going to stop being in the news and being headlined, but I think it needs to happen to stop I'm highlighting done. them. I'm they have four them. wins on the year. Yeah. It's it's over. Sarah okay. Has four wins. It was it was a good start to the year, but we don't need to keep talking about them. Georgia Tech adding on to the North Carolina struggles. Taking them down this week.
2: UNC Drake Drake May have fun in the NFL. I say welcome gonna, to the NFL. You're gonna be a probably a top ten pick. Your career may work out. Who knows? UNC, somehow, some way, you're gonna find another Sam Howell slash Drake May is gonna be a top quarterback. Which I would like to say, I don't get how UNC is just like just breeding like potential top quarterbacks back to back. I
1: don't know if Sam Howe well, like at, at one
2: point like going point, in I mean. going into yeah, the year people were was, saying that like, he was at, gonna be number one. Yeah. I don't know where like how out of like all schools, UNC is the one that are breeding these quarterbacks. Mitch Trubisky was a number two overall. Yeah, like, yeah. As well. So <laughs> I I guess somehow, some way they're gonna do that again and get another top quarterback. And then you're just gonna go do this again. You're gonna go lose. You're gonna go The top
1: twenty-five for the first half of the season, yeah. And down the tubes, but you'll still beat Syracuse forty to seven. Well,
0: people were talking about UNC like challenging Florida State yeah. for this entire ACC, Which and now made they're sense just time, yeah.
1: And they were number ten in the country.
0: Now God, they're just more. very <laughs> underwhelming.
1: Um,
0: Michael Penix bouncing back this week against Stanford, having a very good stat line. Uh, and he bounces back into, into uh, the Heisman favorite conversation. So this is kind of where we get to the hypothetical. If Washington takes a loss in the Pac-12 and Michigan wins out, is J.J. McCarthy taking home the Heisman Trophy over Michael Penix? Yes.
1: I want to add another hypothetical here and throw another quarterback into the ring that no one seems to talk about because his team has two losses. This LSU team has two losses. Jaden Daniels. Let me me share some information on Jaden Daniels and the numbers that he is putting up this year. He has 2,573 passing yards, the fourth most in the country. His 25 passing touchdowns are tied for first. His 204.3 passer rating is the best in the country. His three interceptions are less than Pennix and the same as McCarthy. His 11.5 yards per attempt is the best in the country by nearly a yard, mind you. Next best is 10.6. He also has 521 rushing yards and 5 touchdowns. McCarthy has 168 and 3 for comparison. That puts him at 3,094 total yards and 30 total touchdowns. He's the only player over 3,000 yards, and he's the only player with 30 total touchdowns. Yes, LSU has two losses. They're going to lose to Alabama this Saturday, but if we are basing it on purely the most outstanding player, it is Jaden Daniels. I'm sorry, no one's talking about you, Jaden Daniels. But from a statistic perspective, you are the most outstanding player in all of college football this season.
2: It's extremely funny you brought that up because I literally just, I not me personally, but I told him yesterday that I was on Instagram and I saw a thing that had J- Jaden Daniels like first in the high, like it was like, mm-hmm. you know, like some like sports, you know, entertainment page, and like they had Jaden Daniels first like their Heisman race. I was talking to him about it yesterday, and like that was the first like I ever heard about it because obviously nobody talks about him because LSU was losing games. Yeah, but. Yeah, from well, a statistic
1: perspective, yeah. it's him. It won't end up being him. It's going to be Penix or McCarthy, and I don't have an issue with that. Kind of McCarthy, I have an issue with. Well, I have an issue I with... hate JJ McCarthy anyway.
0: I, I, I personally—I mean, you guys know how much I like Michael Penix. I want Michael. I think Michael yeah. Penix should win win the award. Yeah, he's been outstanding all year. Yeah. he kind of put Washington on the map. Like nobody was talking about Washington as a whole. Not like even just from last year when he was putting up great numbers at Washington no, last year. Nobody was talking about them. Now they had this win over Oregon, and they're ranked fifth in the country, should be fourth, which we talked about. I think Penix has done a lot for the program. I think Penix is putting up numbers on top of that. And if, obviously, if they suffer a loss, it's going to be a little bit more of, I mean, not that it's not already a race, but it's going to be a little bit more, you know, which side are you going to take. But if they win out, I feel like Penix is hands down the winner. But I I think Daniel should be in, in the running. As well, I think he'll end up three.
2: He'll get invited.
1: Yeah, yeah. Th- those will be the three
0: that yeah. get invited to New York.
2: Um, should be, I least. think if Washington were to lose, whether they lose within the next few weeks or they lose Pac-12 championship, if they lose and Michigan wins out, as long as JJ McCarthy doesn't look like a terrible quarterback, if he's just been doing what he's been doing the whole year, which is like two twenty-five completing nearly eighty percent of his passes. Yeah, eighty percent of his passes. You know, two or three touchdowns, maybe a pick. He has the highest QBR in the entire country. He will win this, and I think I want to. This so stupid. Well, to and me. again, <laughs> I've, I've said this multiple times. That if he wins the Heisman, he is the worst Heisman winner in the last thirty years, maybe like possibly ever. Like there's a, there's an an odd, like argument for that, but we we bag on him bad, really bad, and he a lot can, of people do. Can make me eat my words. I'm yeah. looking
1: forward to it when. He independently makes me eat my words. Yeah. Because right now, I view J.J. McCarthy as a game manager, and he's going to be drafted in the first round of the NFL. I'm not a talent evaluator, but he's going to be a game manager at the next level. It's okay. He gets his team wins. That's 1,000% good. He's athletic. He can make all the throws he needs to. He's accurate. But the Heisman's supposed to be for the best, the most outstanding. That's not J.J. McCarthy.
2: Well, I feel like we kind of see the same thing and it's like When you bring up Like bring up game managers We've seen the same thing With like the NFL MVP race Is Brock Purdy was Was like MVP pa- favorite For two or three weeks And he wasn't doing Anything special But just he was team. winning Yeah exactly He was winning yeah. And it's funny you bring up The J.J. McCarthy thing Because yesterday When we were all at Shine Before you showed up And it was just us two and Casey I was telling I forget who I was saying I was saying to someone I was like You know like J.J. McCarthy's a projected Like top 15 pick yeah. I didn't say like That's my personal preference I'm just that's saying what That's he what he I've is. seen And someone was like No like you're crazy I'm like I'm just telling you what I saw, and Casey pulled up a mock draft yesterday, and had JJ McCarthy at seven, mm-hmm. and it it was Ish- going to
0: New England, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, <laughs> which kind of fits That's the New England. QB. Yeah, yeah, that would
0: be honestly. I feel like that would be like a good fit for them. <laughs> well, let's head into the NFL. Some new faces in some new places. The trade deadline happened yesterday, and uh, some teams shaking it up. Josh Dobbs was bought by Minnesota after Kirk Cousins goes down. Chase Young, Sweat, both. gone, I wasn't sold both. by the Commanders. I wasn't thinking both. Do you want to talk about that? Am I second? talking about it? For a second. For the Montez
2: Sweat trade is a really good trade. <laughs> and I tell you why is because I went into this trade deadline thinking, I thought I knew that they weren't resigning both of them. The money just doesn't work out. To put that much money in your defensive line is just ridiculous, especially yeah. when like, the woes your offense is having, you need to put money into that. So, coming into this year, I thought Swell was the guy that traded Chase Young. And then Chase Young is having, one of the, is having, like, the second best defensive end year in the NFL right now. He is, like, top three in, you know, like, by DNs. Like, I don't know about sacks, but I know he's second in pressures, like his pressure rate, his, like, block share. Like, as a DN, he's doing, like, he's better than his rookie year when he won defensive rookie of the year. And so my mind switched. I was like, okay, they'll get rid of Sweat, keep Chase Young. Because it was always in my mind that they were keeping one, trading the other. And they trade Sweat. Second round pick to the Bears, mind you. So a top five second round pick. That's like the best thing you could possibly get. get. You're not getting a first rounder for DN. Unless you're trying to trade like Nick Bosa or something like that. That's the best you could possibly get. So my mind went, they're going to re-sign Chase Young. All good. Then they went and traded him to uh, San Fran. Which... Already, just trading both of them, in my opinion, is bad. Because even if you're trying to rebuild, they're both young. Especially Chase Young, he's in his third, fourth year. And to add on top of that, Chase Young got traded for a third-round pick. In the NFL, when you draft a man in the first round and let him walk in free agency, you get compensary picks. Those compensary picks come at the end of the third round if they're a first-round draft pick. They pretty much just let him walk for nothing. Because you're, you're getting a 49ers third-round pick. It's going to be at the end of the round. Which is the exact same as the compensatory pick you would have gotten. So I don't know what the point of this was. I know there's the new, there's the new management team, their new ownership group, and I get they want a clean start. Kind, they kind of just did the same thing with the Sixers, getting rid of Harden, Tucker, bringing in a lot of cap and draft capital. So I guess they want you know fresh starts all around, maybe not so much in
0: Philly. But I'll say Harris made, it, Harris made a trade in the NFL and the NBA within 11 hours. In 11
2: hours, he traded Harden, P.J. Tucker, Chase Young, and Montez Sweat. I'm not happy that he traded both of them. I'm even more or less happy that Chase Young went for a late third-round pick. Um, So, yeah, I'm not happy
0: with that decision. I'm sorry to hear that, man. I'm sorry you're not happy,
2: but speaking of
1: defensive linemen getting traded from our teams, and I specifically because you mentioned Chase Young the Chase Young Bowl in 2019 that everyone spoke about and the Giants won in overtime 42-35 to and Washington ended up getting him but the Giants trading away Leonard Williams to Seattle for a second and fifth round pick in return Um, he's on an expiring contract as well which is awesome to get a second in return for a rental they traded for him uh, in 2020, gave up a third-round pick, so they made progress back. He, was, uh, he had double-digit sacks in 2020. Um, he has been phenomenal. He got his three-year contract extension. Thank you, Lenny, for all that you did, Big Cat. I always enjoyed your time. I never hated you. I don't know why you were traded for by Dave Gettleman in a rebuilding year. I don't agree with that part, but thank you for everything, Lenny. I wish you the very best, and thank you for the second-round pick as well. I appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry to be happy. No, it's <laughs> yeah. just
2: like, if he can go for a second rounder, and Montez Sweat went for a second rounder too, how does Chase... I, I just don't get... How that's the no one go part that, like, I don't... Like, I'm not as mad about them trading him. I'm this mad about they got an end-of-a-third-round pick for him. Yeah. If you're getting one of the top second-round picks for Montez Sweat, you could easily get a second-round pick for Chase Young. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> well, yeah, apparently not. Yeah, I
0: don't know. Um. Well, Chicago... Buying from the commanders, do they really know uh, what what they uh, what they're doing at the deadline? Because it's two years in a row they got people that just didn't work out, or well, I mean, Sweat Monte, could work out, Monte but sweat will, I mean, yeah, will yeah, work he'll work out. out but no, like, yeah. I
2: started because we had and I started thinking about it. The Bears have a chance to have the top two picks, two of the top three picks, whatever's going to happen. Like, or no, that's the Cardinals. No, it's the Bears. Oh, it's the right? Yeah, okay, yes yeah, it's yeah. The Bears. okay. They have Carolina's pick. Yes, yeah. 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 They have a chance to go out and get like two of the top offensive players in the draft. Whether like somehow, some way they fall and could get like, like, you know, get that dream scenario of like Caleb Williams, Marvin Harris. Either way, they can address the offense in the first round. And then in the second round, if you were to go the defensive route, you're not drafting anybody in the second round that's going to be better than Montez Sweat. No, so honestly, I, yeah. I think it, if they are able to resign him, it's a good trade. If they don't, I just don't know. I just don't know how many
0: players want to re-sign in Chicago right well, that's
2: now. That's the other thing is like, why would you want to re-sign yeah, in Chicago? Money. That's well, right. exactly. Yeah, they have money.
0: money. <laughs> well, um, not a trade, but the Raiders clearing house this morning. Josh McDaniels, general manager, OC just fired as well.
1: Yeah, everyone's
0: got. And the most
1: prominent news: Giants Super Bowl forty-two champion Antonio Pierce, the linebackers coach, is the interim head coach. And, best of all, going up against the Giants
2: this Sunday. With Aiden O'Connell starting. With the ugliest quarterback yeah. in
1: the NFL at and
2: QB. That's
0: mean. He's ugly.
2: <laughs> With that said, still, the Raiders are favorites in this game. Yeah, I know. Because it's in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Which and is still
0: crazy, though.
1: If well, – I can get into it now. If the Giants lose this game, you, Dable, should be fired. There is no reason to lose to Vegas. You watch them in Detroit. They are horrible. They have no offensive line. Daniel Jones is healthy. He's playing 100%. The last time you had DJ and Saquon on the field together, you put up 31 points in one half. That was week two, yes, against Arizona. There's no excuse to lose to Vegas whatsoever. If anyone loses to Vegas. Especially with all that turmoil. No one should lose to them.
2: With head coach gone, GM gone, new QB, new head coach, what to say about the Raiders? The Raiders... Stink. were, <laughs> and are, a poverty franchise. Mm. They're going to stay a poverty franchise for this season and next season. And in the near future, they're going to continue to be a poverty franchise. They're going to see no change. Nothing is going to happen. They're just going to keep repeating the cycle. And something dr- really, really drastic needs to happen for any of this to possibly change ever.
0: They went to Vegas. They and, and that means
2: they've done nothing. No no no, no,
0: no, 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 no. So they went to Vegas. They're going to give you hope for a little bit cuz they're going to get you addicted. Mm. They're going to get you in. And then you're going to put the money on the house and they're going to lose. That's what, that's what's going to happen. They're going to build up, get a lot of these a lot of a lot of good stuff coming and then just throw it all away. They made the
1: playoffs in 2021. They lost to Cincinnati in the wild card round, and then the year Derek Carr broke his leg and was playing like an MVP. That was 2016, though. Maybe mm-hmm. that was a while ago. They were 12 and four.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Couldn't tell you anything else about the Raiders. Well, that's I
2: had that conversation with Max like this morning because he asked me like what I thought about it, and I said this exact same thing. Like, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. They're still going to suck. And he was like, Well, what about that year when they were one of the top teams in the AFC? And I said. The one random year where Derek Carr should have won MVP if he didn't get hurt, I was like, they're not getting that ever again. They're never get, uh, they get. I like mean, they'll probably
0: get a quarterback at some point, obviously, but yeah, we're talking. We're like, talking about like when that's going to actually yeah, happen. they
2: they are going to within the next ten years fall into a number one pick with a good quarterback, and then they could start something. And that's an if. That's if they could build pieces now to get them ready for when that happens, which I don't know if they can. They drafted Alex Leatherwood in the first round a couple of years ago when he was projected like a fourth-round draft pick. So and we'll see asked, what they
1: could do. They they have young pieces. I'm going to point to Josh Jacobs, and you refuse to extend them. And you made yeah. them hold out, franchise tag, that entire debacle. It's also been a turmoil. It's been a revolving door of coaches and GMs, which doesn't help anything mm-hmm. from a player development perspective. But they are very, very dysfunctional. And people don't talk about them that much yeah. from a dysfunctional yeah. perspective.
2: Every time you bring in a new GM, what they want to do is they want to... Clear house. Yeah, they want to strap yeah. the team because they want their own team. And then once that doesn't work out because it's a stupid thing to do if you're thinking about wanting to keep your job and win and then get a new GM three years later, does the exact... Like, they're just in that state where I don't see anything... Like, this is going to be a drastic thing. I don't see anything changing for like 25 years like, no, it's that bad.
0: I mean, that's kind of a long that's, that's time. Really that's long. a long time. That's
1: way too
2: long. Yeah. Like, they might have, They might have. like, I'm not saying they're going to be, like, a top five pick every year for the next 25 years. They, they, 25 years is... It's a long time, yes, but, like, they're, that's they're okay, in that that's their
1: franchise quarterback, who's drafted in 2048, isn't even born yet. Is what you're saying. That's when they'll be good. But here's like when the again, unborn child is in the NFL.
2: They're not like they're not getting a top they're not getting Caleb Williams this year. That's not happening. I, I can't tell you what other like top QB prospects are up and coming. But even you're in that state, you're gonna bring in a new GM. Whatever you have left is gone. Like Devontae's gone in the offseason. I wouldn't be surprised if they try trading Josh Jacobs. Like some like the, all those pieces are gone. And what's he gonna do? He's going to lose you games, but then you're going to be in that you know that purgatory again 5-6 spot where you can't get a top QB give it 4 years GM's fired just going to restart the cycle like if they they really need a really bad year if they want to go get a top QB
0: and i think next year they could they are going to be and can be really bad like but what not QB purposefully
2: prospects for next year
0: I, I don't know we'll have to wait and like, see I don't but, think but like when
2: yours is like a generational nfl
1: talent when yours can enter this year if you yeah. want as well. I don't care. They're not gonna be terrible for twenty five years. Twenty
0: five years is a long time. Given it's a very long I like time. A team that's been I'll terrible give them for by, twenty
1: years. By twenty thirty they will have made the playoffs at least once.
2: i like to Easily. say I have seen it firsthand. I have a team that I haven't seen win a playoff game in my entire life. Yeah, but they
1: still make the playoffs. They've had one. I'm the saying
2: season. they'll make a playoff. Like they'll slip into a wild card, they'll do something. I'm just saying like teams get lucky. But it's also
0: you You experienced kind of a freakish thing where like RG three was the guy, and then he had that injury.
2: And they made a playoff, and again made it with Kirk. Yeah, made it with Heineke, and and they threw that all away with Kirk. They had an opportunity, they threw it all away. Either way, I don't. I just don't see the Raiders doing anything for a long time. Outside of
0: poverty franchises, we got Davis. We got to keep it moving. We got to keep it moving. (laughs) Just
1: so (laughs) you know, Mark Davis won't be alive,
0: handsome man, Mark Davis. (laughs) (laughs) We got to keep it moving. Uh, we'll move it on down. You want to talk about Will Levis? Or uh, go, or yeah. counteract us against Will Levis. I don't
1: care about his dating life and the revenge tour concept. <laughs> it's insanely stupid. Yeah, he threw four touchdowns. Great game. Brought DeAndre Hopkins back to life. Marcus Mariota, Mariota threw four touchdowns in his first game.
0: I don't care. And the they, re- sh- they should have never put Tan Hill over Mariota.
1: <laughs> the revenge tour concept is stupid. And I've heard it from nowhere else besides the two of you. Well, I'm
2: glad,
0: I'm glad no, you... Okay, okay, first <laughs> off, I'm telling you, you have to go... Onto this girl's I don't Instagram, care about it is so bad I don't right care now. About like it. I feel bad for her. I, I Will genuinely Levis do. Is a professional. <laughs> However, Will Levis. I don't care
1: about his dating life. Will Levis
0: is absolutely on this revenge tour right now. He's gonna go absolutely insane. I can't wait for Jacksonville One in two game. weeks.
2: See, I'm. One game. Wally, I'm kind of with you there. I'm glad you brought that topic because the only thing I had written down was, "Gia Duddy, you messed up. Okay, you messed up big time. You brought out the dog and Will Levis." And please, please, while we're on this, I know you don't like this, it's man. So second, you can agree with me. Morgan Wallen, game. when did you throw for four touchdowns in your <laughs> debut? Gia Duddy, you messed up. By the way, there's, I like a, to there's say, a new
0: king in Tennessee, and it's Will Levis. That's who it is.
2: And I would also like to, say, to also just point out to Gia Duddy, uh, I had my Turkey Bowl debut and I threw nine <laughs> touchdowns. So if you're looking for, a whoa, goal, whoa, I whoa, a I
0: received, I received seven through one. You know, I had to pick six, so.
2: But yeah, it's funny you brought that up because I told him that's the only thing I'm talking about when we bring up Tennessee.
0: He asked what her first name was before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just had, I just had
2: Duddy messed up because I forgot what her first name was.
0: All right. Actually, fun fact. My uh, my friend, she used to live in the same building as him at Penn State. That's great. Anyway. So he's from
1: Connecticut. <laughs> I grew up in Connecticut. We're good friends, therefore.
0: You like Will Levis? Oh, well, if Sharon, you're good friends,
2: man. then you should hate Gia Duddy then. <laughs>
0: I don't really know if that's how it works. All right. Uh, Jacksonville. Uh, Hope defense in the terms of George Pickens. Uh, handling the Steelers, the game was kind of – I mean, the score seemed to be a lot closer than it actually was. But uh, the Jags have been 6-2, longest road win streak in the NFL right now. Longest win streak in the NFL right now. Um, before the bye, they'll have to play the 49ers coming out of the bye. Where are they sitting right now in the AFC?
2: Uh, top three team
1: said top four I said give me Miami Kansas City and Cincinnati with healthy Joe nobody else is better than them
2: I said I mean if we're going to say I just Kansas City Miami I mean Bengals have one good game like one really good game together so like I expect them to keep it up and then yeah Jacksonville fall to four but like right now right now I think Jacksonville's three
0: I I mean I'm in the same boat I'm I'm putting Kansas City and Miami over them uh, Baltimore, I don't think is going to win the division. Baltimore. I don't think Baltimore is as good as people are saying. I think Cincinnati is is back. Um, we talked about this last week. Uh, Joe Burrow, now healthy. This team's going to put it together. They're going to compete with Buffalo this week. Um, obviously, Sunday night football. And I don't know. I think the Jags, the rest of their season schedule is looking very manageable. Obviously, they don't play in a very good division. They could end up being uh, uh, very good, games. and they uh, had a couple home
1: games in yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, hoping, hoping.
0: Hopin'. Yeah, uh, the Giants, revolving door of quarterbacks <laughs> due to injury, of course. Uh couldn't couldn't pull off the win this week. However, you know, a very very exciting uh, turn of events for you, seeing a very very familiar face on the field. Tommy DeVito, baby,
1: the greatest day ever with him scoring a rushing touchdown. The Giants lost. It's okay. They're two and six. I'm going to transition to Capono, Zach Wilson, for those that are unfamiliar with the nickname. Great job getting the ball down the field, winning the game in overtime. That was awesome. My issue with not Capono, but the media's perspective of Capono, the fact that he's, quote, improving this season. He has gone from garbage to extremely underwhelming, and he still makes garbage throws multiple times a game. Since being the starter, the guy has had a passer rating over 80 once in any game. That's not good. Like, average would be 80, 80 to 90. And he's been over 80 one single time, and that was against Kansas City. He's getting the job done. They're 4-3. and three. They'll be right in the playoff race down to the end of it because of the defense. And Brees Hall helps. Garrett Wilson helps. The entire offensive line is in shambles. They're playing their fourth center this year um, against the Giants. Messed up a snap. Stop with the, I like Capono. It's funny. (laughs) I enjoy the Capono embracing, but the improving, no, he's not. Yeah, he's improving, but he's going from QB number 28 to QB number 24 in the NFL. No one cares. I'm sorry. I like the guy.
2: Yeah. I like him. No, obviously. But I, no, I, obviously, I have like a, a a fond bias of Zach Wilson, because like yeah. I, my you know my good friend Rickard back home is a Jets fan, mm-hmm. and so like we've been watching Jets games since he came in, like with him, and like you said, like he's not really improving, but mm-hmm. it's hard to improve when you already got that dog status on you, <laughs> when you're already at the it's top. Not a dog. The, he's the is ceiling, not like my, dog. like MJ said, the ceiling's the roof. You can't. It's hard to go through that. Um, I just like to say. He, he does things that you don't see in a stat sheet when we're talking about football IQ. And when I bring that up, I'm talking about when you have a deep ball down the field and you have a defender on you, and it's a tough pass to make, you know. So you underthrow you, the you ball. You purposely underthrow the ball, a ball to pass get the call. That's only, like, t- I don't Which know if should Mahomes... no longer
1: exist, by the way. That, it's the same concept <laughs> as throwing the ball 20 yards at the back of the end zone and then they pick up the flag and say it was uncatchable. You're not catching that because it's 10 yards under thrown. I'm sorry. You're not running full speed on a go route. But but he knows it's going to yeah. get the call. That's, That's the thing. He knows it's going to get the call. It's IQ.
0: That's, IQ. That's why IQ. he's improving. He's it's improving on the Roodle IQ. Alarm.
2: <laughs> it's called noodle dude. The dude's a gamer. That's all I can say. <laughs> he needed to step up, and boy, did he step up.
0: Capone, don't don't leave Capono with 24 seconds is all I got to say. That's right what
2: what was the Cody said to to the reporter after?
0: I have no clue. It was something about the
2: 24 second thing. It was, I, it may have been like don't give me 24 seconds. It was the most cockiest thing to ever to come from him. And I, <laughs> I loved it.
0: All right. Well, we're just going to get uh go straight to the betting. We've got big reds big bets this week. What do you take it?
2: Okay. First and foremost, we got a great matchup. Um not it's Bengals bills obviously the last time this happened there was wasn't the greatest thing in the world but uh you know it's coming around this time these are two teams that their defenses have been kind of lackluster like not to the pull well, the, the Bengals defense is just playing out bad but the bill's defense hasn't been as good as we thought it would be overrunners at 48 and a half i like that i just think when these two teams play each other it's just shootouts it's burrow versus allen i don't see any reason why this is going to change so, I'm taking the over in that game. Next. Can I interrupt you really no, quick? Oh, that please. was
1: something that we didn't mention that Taylor Heineke is starting for Atlanta. And ah, he was announced as yes. the starter.
0: He's the good. Starter.
2: All right. And no more Desmond Ritter. Good. I've been saying that is. needs this. to happen. Yes. I've been saying this for like four weeks that he needs to be the starter, and I don't understand why he wasn't. Because they're in a state where they could make a playoff. Yes. Like they could slide under the 70. South is terrible. Yeah. Yes. Carry on. Okay. Now, it's a, it's a nice homer pick. And there's a person on this podcast that's going to love this pick. It's a bit of a high. They're like minus two ten favorites. Put the Iowa money line in there. <laughs> it's, time, it's time. for them to bounce back, Ooh. prove why they're the Big Ten. We- they're about to be the Big Ten West champions. <laughs> so we're gonna throw them in there against Northwestern. This one. This one is really for me. I don't. So Ludwig Aberg, Lucas Glover, seventy two hole match. Um, what this means is throughout the seventy two holes, obviously they play their own game. They play their stroke play, but it's kind of like a matchup that FanDuel sets up against the two. For those who don't know, Ludwig Aberg played on the European Ryder Cup team, and he's a rookie. I'm pretty sure he was like amateur of the year, like won the amateur title the last two years. And he's a dog. He was like absolutely smoking all the pros out there at the Ryder Cup. I don't see why that's going to stop anytime soon. And finally, Dolphins' money line over the Chiefs. Chiefs have very much underperformed, and the Dolphins' offense is just, it looks amazing. So this in total plus seven thirty ten dollars to win seventy three dollars, book it.
0: Money, free money, exactly. money. Free, free money,
2: free money. I'm on my way.
0: Well, let's get right into if the it NFL hit, pick'em. Wally will pay
2: everybody back oh. that doesn't win. <laughs> let's
0: get right into the NFL pick'em. Collins sitting at thirty six. I have thirty four. Wally is at twenty three. Yeah. Before we get into what is it, week nine?
1: Yeah, week
0: nine. All right, we've got Tennessee and Pittsburgh, the Thursday night football game.
1: I know who I want. Want Both of you go. Both of you go cuz I don't care.
0: I want uh, will will, I want Will Levis over Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh and I'm taking them as by lock. Is, uh, really?
2: is is Kenny Pickett <laughs> playing this week? Yeah, he
0: said for sure he will
1: be playing. Uh give me Kenny Pickett. I don't hate Will Levis. I hate, no,
2: I think realistically I dating, this like... is going to be a 17-10 game where that 17 uh-huh. is on a Kenny Pickett game yeah, winning drive. Yeah, it's it's the, the Kenny Pickett the game. game winning drive. This is one of those Pittsburgh games that they win
0: Oh, Miami and Kansas City, we've got next.
2: It's on, it's, 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 it's on the parlay. Like, give me Miami. And since it's on the parlay, I might as well just. Wait, what are the other games? <laughs> ah, no, it's on the parlay. Make it my lock. I got to stick with I got, I you. Stick I with got it. you. I got you. I got to stick with it. I can't turn away from it. I love the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs.
1: I don't care. And I know they lost to Denver last week. They had beat them 16 times in a row. I put zero stock into them losing a game. You're not going to beat the same team infinitely. You're going to lose eventually.
0: I I'm, I'm taking Kansas City as well. I think Kansas City is the best team in the AFC and like you said, you're not going to beat them every single time. It's divisional opponent, divisional game. And Patrick Mahomes was sick. Let the guy recover. Seattle and Baltimore.
1: Great game. Mind you, Seattle is first in the NFC West right mm-hmm. now. They played one less games than in San Francisco. I got Kenny Walker on the fantasy team. They just got Lenny. Give me Seattle, baby.
2: Uh <laughs> in Baltimore and Seattle.
0: I believe in Baltimore.
2: Give me Baltimore.
0: I'm taking Seattle. I don't really think uh Baltimore is all that good and uh Witherspoon's been playing pretty well, so take him. Uh we've got Dallas and Philadelphia an NFC East matchup.
1: As we're halfway through these selections by the way. This is a great slate of it NFL is. Mm-hmm.
0: It really games
2: is. this week. Especially compared to how bad last
1: week yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to let both of you pick first in this.
0: I'm taking Dallas um Sort of on the note that I really want Philadelphia to lose, so let's see.
2: Uh, I'm gonna take Philly, and uh, we had Dallas in, but like in the in the prompt or the script or whatever. But like we like we started talking too much yeah. about other things. Dallas, if it if they their defense is just winning them games, and it's it's, in a, it's the at a point. scores points. That's <laughs> what I mean. Like it's yeah. it's at a point where like they're when their defense scores points, they're unbeatable. Yeah. but if they don't score points. They can't win a game, so it's literally just if they get a pick six. If they get a pick six first play of the they game, everybody go bet Dallas. Like, I just don't, don't think Phil point.
0: like Philadelphia's offense hasn't looked that great outside you, of AJ Brown this year.
1: You pointed that out, and Jalen Hurts has not. Look- he's still been great, but he's not been yeah. as great. He's mm-hmm. been turning the ball over, and for that, I'll take Dallas. Mm-hmm. I don't like picking that game. I, I can can tell you ball right ball now, AJ back. Brown's
2: been looking great, especially.
1: Yeah.
0: I said he's two the MVP of that Washington offense. right now. So. <laughs> Buffalo and Cincinnati.
1: Cincinnati for me. Locke. I'm very high on the Bengals. Joe Burrow looks like himself again.
0: I'm going Cincinnati as well. Like I said, I think that was the bounce back game last week against San Fran. Mm -hmm. Um, Joe Burrow's healthy again? Give me Cincinnati.
2: I'm glad he took that because I had no clue where I wanted to go with this. So I'm going to go Buffalo. And I'm kind of happy that I'm going Buffalo (laughs) because Cincinnati's defense is putrid. So, you just said it's gonna hit the over, so exactly. So it's gonna be a high-scoring game, and hopefully Buffalo's defense at least gonna stop.
0: Final game of the week: LA Chargers against the New York Jets on Monday Night Football. Give me
2: the Jets. Give me <laughs> the Jets right now. I said it really fast.
0: <laughs> I'm not going Capone. I'm going
2: to the Chargers.
0: <laughs> I to I really don't believe in the Chargers. I'm, but I also don't believe in the Jets. No, I I'll believe, go. I'll go Jets. I'll go Jets. I believe in the Jets. I'll go Jets. I'll have to. I have to go Jets. All right. Well, in the meantime, Wally, where can the people find us? Can you hit us up at Slinging Sports on
1: Instagram at Sling underscore Sports on Twitter. The number one way to know when the episodes drop.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. We will catch you all in the next one. Peace.